What is up, Devil fans? Welcome to the Trap Podcast. I am your host, Bill Botch, and we have our boy Big Tickle on the line as well. Tickle, what's happening, brother? What's up, buddy? Nothing. Um, we're going to cover the game last night, and it was a rough one. There's no doubt about it. Let's not sugarcoat this. You know, the Devils, everyone was so jazzed up going into this. And um, this is the opportunity for really the Devils fan base to rejoice and embrace this amazing season that we've had and celebrate um, a home playoff game. And, and it actually, it, it, it started that way. It really did. We ended up, we went to American Whiskey and we hung out. And you should have saw the scene out in front of that place. Some of you guys might have saw it on the Let's Go Devils podcast. They did a live broadcast that was a video broadcast from there. Place was buzzing, buzzing. They had a fan fest thing going on. It started at 4 p.m. We got there about 5. We had the pickle with us. Um it was it was a scene. It was everybody was there. All your favorite Devils characters, um, the Brat Pack, and uh, the whole the whole crew. I personally had, uh, you know, friends that I played hockey with there. Uh, you, the pickle, everyone taking pictures with them. I really felt like I missed out. You know, despite what happened during the game i mean it seemed like just a special moment for for the devils to to be there it was it was and you were you were missed dude for sure there's no doubt about that um it was cool we ran into some uh fans of the podcast we ran into uh steven and kayla who were super nice and and we took a picture together and then we ran into a bunch of people that basically I think they recognize me with the Nemitz jersey. That was the that's the thing that um gets people to recognize me. And then I was talking to Sam Wu and what was crazy was he was telling me that he sat with the fr- with friends and family of the players during the game and John Marino's dad introduced him to Dawson Mercer's father and Dawson Mercer's father, he gave him one of the Dawson Mercer dog tags and Mercer's dad loved it and wore it during the game. Oh my God. I had, I I didn't hear that. That's incredible. Isn't that crazy? Oh my God. That's awesome. Yeah. So Mercer's dad is going to hang out at American whiskey, apparently uh, one of these days coming up and I'm going to hook the family up with some Mercer dog tags. (laughs) You can't even make this shit up, but God bless you, Bill. Yeah, <laughs> not all heroes wear capes, Kyle. Yeah, it's, but um, it's just God, God's work right there. Yeah, so uh, that was kind of interesting to to see that uh, that came through today. But 
besides the point, the vibe outside was amazing. Everyone was super jazzed up. And um, yeah, we got into the game and the energy in the building was through the roof. It felt so good. And what really felt good was I was actually really surprised. I mean, I've been going to Devil's Ranger games my entire life. It is typically a 50-50 split. Now, obviously, the Devil's um, season ticket holders had the right to buy tickets before the general public. I'm not exaggerating. It was an 80-20 split. It really was. There were that few Ranger fans there. And I mean, 20% in the building, that's still a lot of people. But being at this, as the size of the Rangers are, an original six team, one of the biggest markets in the country, I was pleasantly surprised. I thought there was going to be probably a 45-55 split. And that could not have been further from the truth. Anybody that tells you anything different is full of shit and wasn't there. It looked like there were more Ranger fans there because Devil fans didn't have anything to stand up and cheer for. That's why there looked like there were more Ranger fans there. I'm telling you, it was literally 20% Ranger fans, which it was just good to see. It meant that Devil's fans were willing to spend the money to pay for expensive playoff tickets is what it meant. And it means that there's enough of them out there to where anybody that has anything to say about the devil's fan base and fans not going to games and this and that, that's basically all the Rangers. That's, that's the only shit talking the Rangers can do because they haven't done anything. The Rangers have won one Stanley cup in 83 years. So they don't have anything else. Like it's funny. They're the Ranger fans. They, they act like they're the New York Yankees or the Montreal Canadians. Like they've won 25 Stanley cups and they, that's the way that they carry themselves. Meanwhile, they're a bunch of losers. They've never really seen their team win anything. Majority of the people that are talking shit and running their mouth at the um, at the Rock are people that didn't even watch him win the Stanley Cup in 1994. Seriously. Yeah, and uh, obviously I wasn't there. I was watching the game down in Jupiter, Florida. And you called me during the first intermission, and I asked you what the vibe was like, and you said exactly what you just said. You know, I, we thought it was going to be 50-50, which it typically is. And you're like, no, it's not like that at all. And I was I was really, really happy to hear that for, you know, you and, and every other Devil fan that was at, at the Brock. Yeah, the Devils fans really showed up and showed out, and we have a real serious fan base. Like, there's no doubt about it. At this point, we are a legit – this isn't the Devils of the 90s. This isn't your dad's Devils, straight up. So we get into the Rock. Everyone's going crazy – People are on their feet. The towels are swinging. I mean, the Igor chants are going before he even faces his first puck. It was good. The vibes are really good. <sighs> okay, this is when it goes downhill. So they they have the first <laughs> the first five minutes of the game. The Devils actually played pretty good. Um, you could tell they were extremely nervous. They were holding their sticks like way too tight. They were overthinking plays. They couldn't make a, a, a crisp pass. It was really ugly. But despite that, they still controlled most of the first five minutes, and they ended up with a power play. And once they got the power play, the building was through the roof, and you thought, shit, if we can just 
score here, this could be a whole thing. We're going to get the Igor chant going and we're, you know, we're tilting the ice. Obviously that was the furthest thing from what happened. Um, the devils end up going over four on the power play, zero shots, three shots against, uh, we knew that there was a, you know, we know that there's a certain, there are certain things that you need in order to win a playoff series. One of them is you have to have success on the power play. The devils were literally awful. Um, Kyle, what are your thoughts about the special teams unit and the devils? Yeah. I mean, what can you say? I mean, it was pretty dismal having zero shots on two power plays. It's, you have to capitalize on moments like that in in the playoffs. You have to capitalize like that. I don't. I don't even care if it is the playoffs. You have to capitalize on moments like that. It you know during the regular season that is just not Devils hockey. That's not how they've carried themselves throughout the entire season. Um, I felt like the the Rangers did do a really good job of blocking up the middle um, and just, you know, negating any serious uh, opportunities for us. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, so the, the Devils ended up, they have the first power play. It's a minute and 15 seconds into the game. Um they aren't able to execute and then it leads directly to a Tarasenko goal in the first five minutes, a soft goal, by the way, Vitek Vanacek did not look like the Vitek Vanacek that we were expecting him to come out and play in the playoffs. He was as rattled and as had as many jitters as any rookie on our team, any inexperienced player on our team. So going into the game, in my opinion, there were a few things that were the key elements to victory that the devils needed to execute on in order to win. We went over them in the previous episodes. One, you have to stay out of the box. We did not stay out of the box. In fact, our boy miles Wood took another penalty in the offensive zone. So did Eric Halla. Miles Wood, in my opinion, has ex he's uh, extended his stay. So moving forward, I am playing Lazar. Lazar has a kid and a pregnant wife at home who hasn't seen him forever. We have him for, this isn't a rental that we have for one year. This is a guy we have for two years. I think Curtis Lazar is an option who is willing to block shots. will play heavy for checking. And he's the type of person that we need on the fourth line. We can't afford to take penalties. So we, we to totally agree. Totally agree. And just, I saw a, I saw something on Twitter uh, today and it was like, play uh, Luke Hughes at uh, left wing four. <laughs> Kit, not a, not a bad, I actually kind of, that, that's kind of appealing. Yeah, that's never going to happen. But it, 
we that's not going to happen. We're going to play. You play Curtis Cesar, and you let Curtis Cesar do exactly what you traded for him for. You let him go out. You let him play physical. You let him forecheck. You let him block shots. All that. He's not a rental. Like, let's Miles Wood. You had your chance, dude. You took a stupid penalty. It cost us a goal. The first goal of the game. You're done. Period. So I'm moving on. Next. You can't let Igor Shosturkin get hot. What do we do? We get a, a, first of all, we took, what was it? 67 shots in the game. Mm -mm -mm. Let me see. It was so bad. Like you were talking about, we weren't able to get pucks through. Right. So we took 67 shots. 67 shots. How many of those shots got through? How many did we end up with? We ended up with 28 shots on net. Do you have many shots they blocked? They blocked 23 shots. Yeah, and... We didn't get know, half of our shots on net. And we talk about... Everyone talks about experience, experience, experience when you go into the playoffs. And then you see teams like Tampa Bay. The the reason why Tampa Bay, you know, last year obviously they didn't win the cup, but what why they were able to to make it as far as they did and nearly win a cup was just shutting down the center of the ice and just clogging everything up and not letting everything go through. And I think, you know, you, you have to kind of tip your hat and give kudos to the Rangers. They they did do that really well. The, th the thing is, the Rangers didn't play well. It was the Devils literally just played so bad, which is encouraging to me in a way because I don't even think it's possible for the Devils to play as bad as they did on Tuesday night again on Thursday night. Now, let's look at it. One of the things that the Devils had to do, another one, they had to play with speed. They don't get wrapped up in the Rangers game, play with speed, play your transition game through the neutral zone. What did we do? We were slowed down the entire time. We did not play fast. This was not a game where the Devils used their transition at all. They played really slow. They got out hit obviously um takeaways and giveaways the devils gave away the puck 13 times compared to the rangers who gave away the puck three times jack hughes led the team with five giveaways he played with the puck on his stick a lot during the game at no point he had one play where he broke in and like kind of had a breakaway kind of on Shesterkin, he got in really close, but for the most part, they kept him to the outside. You give up a two-goal lead to Shesterkin, it allows the Rangers to, to really change their game, and they basically protected the lead the entire time, and they pushed everything to the outside. The Devils tried to get too fancy with it. They tried to pass the puck around too much, too much tic-tac-toe shit. They didn't get pucks on net. They missed the net a ton, a ton. And they didn't make the game hard for Shesterkin at all. There were very, very few grade A chances. You're not going to beat him shooting from 
outside the dots. It's just not going to happen. At some point, quit the bullshit, get the puck on net, and crash the net. All of our lines expected goals for were below. Let's see. The only line that had anything going last night was the Tatar Heesher Mercer line. Besides that, the closest thing was our fourth line at 0.31. The Heesher line was 0.59. So that was the only line that did anything. But, and then the line started getting switched up, and I didn't even know what was going on with the lines at one point. But they couldn't get anything going. And we were too busy trying to look for open ice instead of playing with speed, getting the pucks deep, getting the puck on net. I mean, off we, we didn't do anything off the rush, literally, at all. And then another thing that they did is you let you let their best player walk all over you. Adam Fox put on a show last night, and nobody hit him. It was the easiest game he's played. They were easy to play against. He had four assists last night, three primaries. He's their best player. You know if Adam Fox plays well, you won't win. And nobody hit him. Nobody. It's like at some point, you have to play physical. You have to play big boy hockey. You have to play playoff hockey. He had way too many passes in this game. They they gave him way too many passes. It's going to be a problem if they don't put a body on him at some point. What do you feel about the Devils' intensity in last night's game? I actually wasn't necessarily disappointed in the intensity. Um, I do have to... Uh, okay, I'm just going to throw it back to you. Vitek Vanacek, what do we do? What is our... our? Who do we start in game two? That's it. You start Vanacek again. No, I, and we talked about this. I thought, I, 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 and I totally agree with you, but it's like, when do you, you, you start Vanacek again, but if, start, if, if shit starts to get out of control, you, you, you have him on a short lease. So if it goes into the first period and he lets up a quick goal, let's say in under six or seven minutes into the first period, you could pull him and you could start Schmid and it could give a jolt to your team and you know that you have, Somebody who is very composed, you know, plays with ice water in his veins. He's a big body. You know, one of the things that Pubius uh, 80 brought up to me was it was about Vanacek and he was saying how, you know, he can't let that, he can't let that lingering goal go in. And I, I actually agree with him. I mean, I think, I think that Schmid is much bigger so just his size alone going down takes up more of that upper deck space. Um, and I, I think it actually it plays a part in the Kreider goal as well. I think that if it was Schmieden goal, he probably stops that just based along his size. Not that Vitek Vanacek played the, 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 the play wrong or didn't see it correctly. Um, I just think that he's not as big of a goalie as a Akira Schmidt is. And um, 
I, it it could have he really could have saved those. I mean the the Lindgren shot you can't let that you can't let that go in. I mean that was the backbreaker. No, I and I totally agree with that. The uh, Tarasenko goal, the first goal, I don't, you know, I think that was kind of on VTech. It was on VTech. And I'm not trying to throw him under the bus or anything. And I know that you have to start VTech the next game, but it's like you're starting him because you're, it's like you have a stance and you you're not going to try and break this guy's confidence because he is our starter but it's like do we have a better chance with with schmied it's like uh, i don't i don't know i don't know he's not going to get the start though i know that he's not going to get the start but i'm just saying you know you know what are not what one of the things that i think could have helped the team that being at home, you had the opportunity to leverage these matchups was um, the Hughes matchup versus Adam Fox and Lindgren. And Hughes spent more time against those two than any other Ranger defenseman. And it's like, if you have the final change, you want to get Hughes away from them. I don't understand how he ends up on the ice versus them more than any other defenders. I mean, obviously that that's good that's good matchup management by um, Gerard Gallant and the Rangers. But it's like, if you want to win this series, Jack Hughes has to be the sun in the center of the devil's winning universe. And the way he played last night, it's not going to get done. He carried the puck on his stick a lot, but at no point did I find him creating any high danger scoring chances and did I? And he obviously was not very hard to play against. So, um, he he might have felt like he was very productive, but I, I don't I don't think he was. If I if you want him to really be the Jack Hughes that we know can kick the Rangers' ass and transition with his speed, you got to get him away from Lindgren and Fox. And the Devils weren't able to do that last night. I mean, I thought that was very poetically put with um, him being the son at the, you know, center. But um, I don't think that I was uh, as disappointed as you were in Jack's play um, as I was. I thought that he, I don't know. I thought that he, he looked like he was shot out of the cannon to me personally, but he did have a, a ton of turnovers, but I feel like that just so his, kind of his, co- his, comes with the territory. His expected goals were 0.375. So obviously 0.5 is average. So if you're at 0.5, that means that you're creating as many expected goals as they are when they're on the ice. So he was below, they were scoring more opportunity. There were more scoring opportunities when he was on the ice than than the Devils had when he, for us, when he was on the ice. You get what I'm saying? Like the Rangers, yeah, no, no, no. yeah. No, I got you. he had three shots on goal. He went 50% in the faceoff circle. He had 25 shifts. Um, goals above expected, it's because he scored on a on a penalty shot. Right, he, but no one, no one played well. 
no one played. I'm well, not blaming so Jack Hughes. I'm just saying that. Jack Hughes has to play good in order for the Devils to win this series. He does. Like this is the yeah. best. This is the best matchup for a guy like Jack Hughes. If we were playing Carolina or if we were playing the Islanders, Jack Hughes wouldn't have as much pressure on him because we would be looking at other players to do to carry the work, workload necessary to win those matchups. This is a matchup that works perfectly for him. So if Brat and Hughes don't play well in transition and off the rush, it's going to be really hard. They have to play with speed, and they didn't. And and Jesper Bratt had a rough game too. I mean, he's somebody that we, we need more out of. He had a .05. So, I mean, no shots on goal. He basically did nothing. It was bad. By far, our best player last night was Nico Heischer. By far. I mean, uh, indisputably. Indisputably. Um. You know, I would like to say that last night is just the first game of the series and it's not that big of a deal. And that's, you know, it's okay to get off to a slow start, which it is. And anything can happen and the series is far from over. But the truth is, I thought last night's game was really important to the Devils. I thought it was a lot more important to the Devils than I did to the Rangers. And they looked like, they looked like a bunch of, kids who were in over their head and the Rangers played some big boy hockey and they blocked a lot of shots. I mean, 23 shot blocks is that's a lot, man. That's what playoff hockey is. That's what playoff hockey is. And if you're not willing to do that, I mean, you have to bring in people that will. And that's why I think a guy like Curtis Lazar might be a good addition to our fourth line to try to be maybe scrum it up a little bit. I would have I would have no problem with them throwing Lazar into into the mix. There's no doubt I mean, that he won't do whatever it takes to win a game. No, no. I, again, he uh, a grinder. Again, just a a grunt. I thought that Kevin Ball played really good. I thought um, I actually I thought the uh, the the um, Graves Marino pairing played really good. It's not like we played bad defensively. We didn't. Um, we didn't push play from the back end. Dougie Hamilton did not do anything in particular. We we just couldn't get anything going. And once we were down by two goals, you know, we had our power plays. We weren't able to capitalize on them. It just kept parlaying it, making it worse and worse and worse. And it got to the point where Igor Shosturkin was acting like he was Marty Brodeur doing practically fucking two pad stacks. You know what I mean? Like windmills um, with like pretty lame shots from outside the dots to where you're like, dude, like that's really not that big of a deal. So he like kind of juiced himself up and gassed himself up and got himself going. He felt hot. The Rangers defense played a really smart, really disciplined game. They sacrificed their bodies the way that good teams do in the playoffs but for the most part, the Devils really just didn't have anything going on, and they they took too long to make any decision. And when they did that, it just the lanes closed on them. Players got their sticks in lanes. They weren't able to get pucks through, and then it turned into the puck going the other way on them. So, you know, you really there was very few things that we had to worry about, and basically everything that could have went wrong did, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing or what. I think it's a good thing because 
there's no way that they're going to come out. They didn't have a practice today. It was an optional skate. Yep. They didn't have a practice, and I think it's probably better off. I think you might want – this might be a day where you sit in the film room and you look at the tape and you say, dude, like, what the fuck are we doing? You got to – we totally got away from our game. Um, we didn't make their best players pay for it when they had the puck on their stick. Meanwhile, Heischer was getting bumped around. Hughes was getting bumped around. Hughes actually threw a check last night, which was the first. I know. Um, I know. I, I I heard that the everyone went wild when he. Yeah, you know, the crowd did. Edged, they went wild. Edged out Kreider. Uh, unfortunately, it was on the penalty kill, which the Rangers had three shots on the penalty kill, while we had zero shots on four penalty on four power plays. So. It could have been th- the Rangers could have had three goals on the power play if there wasn't that goal that was disallowed due to it being played by a high stick. But I would be lying if I told you that I didn't think that Thursday's game is a must win. And that, let's be real, I mean, that fan base and the building is going to be very, very on edge with a very short fuse, um, which sucks because, you know, you go through this whole year waiting to get to this point. You, Our fan base goes out and buys all the tickets and we kind of muscle most of the shitbag Ranger fans out of the building. And then we really didn't have anything to cheer about. I would hate to see a game where we don't live up to our expectations and we don't play the type of game that we know that we're capable of. Um, because our, this fan base and the team itself deserve to celebrate the accomplishment of getting to where they are today. Um, what are yeah, your thoughts? I, uh, I don't feel like this is going to, you know, turn into a, a, a runaway in an, in any shape or form. I mean, Unless we, you lose don't think they have on, to win uh, the next game in order to have no, a chance to no, win no, the series? No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not saying that. We definitely have to win on Thursday. There's no doubt about it. But it's it. You just saw them. They just came out. They weren't necessarily themselves. They just they had butterflies. It it just didn't. They again. They just didn't seem like themselves. Um. I really, I, I do think that they're going to, they're going to bounce back. You know, whether they win on Thursday or not, you know, uh, obviously I don't have a crystal ball. I can't, you know, predict that. But I, I do feel like they are a, a team that could beat the Rangers. I feel like they're a team that could beat uh, any team in the NHL on any given night. The prob- the problem but, was l- last night. I didn't see anything in the entire game that made me think that they had a chance to beat the team that they played. Now, no, I, we no. know that they can. They took seven of eight points from them this season, but it was concerning. It was. It, it got to the level of I was concerned by the, the level of the effort and the execution and the fact that they completely lost their own game and got wrapped up in the Rangers game, which is all about execution and all about opportunity and being opportunistic. And 
they fell for it. They really did. And they didn't play like a team that has played in the playoffs before. They did not play physical enough. They did not block enough shots. I mean, we had 12 block shots. They had twice as many block shots as us. I agree with everything that you just said, but I don't agree with um, the effort. I don't. I, I, yeah, no, I, I didn't see it. I mean, I think you have to finish your checks. That's like, and you have to block shots. And that's part of being, that's part of effort. No, blocking shots is, is, I, I feel like that's a, that's completely, you know, separate and distinct from, uh, finishing your checks i i would love to see everyone finishing their checks but it's like i don't want to get out of our running gun game to no you don't have to i don't think you have to again i um i don't think that it was uh a lack of effort i think it was just a maybe a lack of focus or a lack of um I don't know. Uh, execution. Game, there was a definitely a lack lack of execution. No, no doubt about it. Um, or I don't know. Something was missing, but I don't think it was uh, a lack of effort. Did you see that um, they put out the scorecards for Luke Hughes and uh, Simone Nemitz? And one of the comparables to Nemitz was Bobby, Bobby Orr. Orr. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, really putting yourself out there. Who was he? Who did he play for? I I forget. Yeah. Who is Bobby Oregon? (laughs) Never heard of him. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, tomorrow's game is going to be really interesting. Uh, They have to come out and they have to score the first goal. They have to play. There has to be a good first period. There's no question to what they cannot afford to come out and not start on time. I don't think that, that they have to score the first goal goal. I would love if they scored the first goal, but they have to win the game tomorrow. <laughs> that's let's, that's, you know, let's draw that line in the sand. They don't have to score the first goal, but they have to win the game. Well, I think it's important for them to score the first goal because you know, you can get goalied again, and it's like you can get that mindset again. And I think if it would basically, it's going to feel like you left off where you, you know, you started where you left off, and that, and we, we want to get away from that. You want it to be like, no, this is a completely different game. That was not our game. That's not the way we play. We're better than what we, we were. You don't want it to be like, oh, no, it's, you know, it's really hard to get one by this guy. This guy is really f- dialed in right now. No, you, you want to, I think you want a fresh start. And I think in order to get a fresh start, you need to come out and make a big play very early. I mean, that would be, that would be incredible. And that's obviously what we want. Um, But I don't want to have that. I don't know. uh, Fatalistic mentality that we have to have, come out and score the first goal otherwise it's gone because it's not it's like i feel like no it's not i'm just saying we've been been coming back you know we've been the comeback kids for you know the entire season so i don't think that we need to i i also i also thought it was very important to win the first game and they weren't able to so so 
any I mean, sort or die. It does. It doesn't. It doesn't matter how they win. But we're. I mean, we're talking about possible scenarios, and to me, right, possible scenarios. Scoring the first goal would make a big difference. I mean, there's a lot of teams where you see when they score the first goal. I mean, I don't have it up. I can't. I don't have it in front of me, but I'm sure if you were to pull up when the Rangers score the first goal, how often do they win a game? And I bet you it's pretty high. I bet you the percentages yeah, are yeah. pretty high. I mean, oh, when you totally. have a guy like Igor Shosturkin behind you and you have a lead, you play your game much differently. Of course. They of let course. the they let the Devils carry the puck all night, but they didn't give him anything. Anything. So it felt like a giant, you know, penalty kill yeah. almost. It was like yeah. it was boring. It was boring and and they waited until they got their opportunities and then they finished. And Vanacek's gotta come out and he's gotta play much better. He does. So I don't know. Do you have anything else for us? I don't know. I mean, I'm a perpetual optimist. I mean, again, uh, I don't know if anyone watched the uh, Edmonton uh, Kings game. It's like uh, the, the, the first game, obviously, um, you know, Edmonton basically dominated for, for most of the game. And then, uh, eight minutes left. Uh, Edmonton's up three one, and and the Kings come back. They score a goal. They score another goal. You know, with uh, fifty seconds left, and then or whatever it was, and then when the game in overtime, it's like anything. I'm just saying anything is possible. It's like you, you, whether you score the first goal or whether you don't score the first goal. It's like I think all these guys are grinding the the entire game and nobody should be counted out. And um, that's why the playoffs are so exciting. Um, I would love to come out and score the first goal, but um, well, the, the, the Oilers came out and scored the first two tonight. So in the first period, so well, you, you, you don't want to fall behind when you have a goalie that good straight. No, up. you don't. That's it. You don't like, I, I don't think you couldn't debate that, but, I don't think that it's over if they don't score the first goal either. I'm just saying I think it would be good for their psyche if they were to get up on them early after the game that they had the other night. I think it's important to get off to a good start. I do. That's hard to argue right. with. <laughs> and How good is this? The best. Yeah. Roy. So we have a big game coming up Thursday. Game two. You don't want to go into the garden down 0-2. That would be, I think you're really, it pretty much knocks you out. I think it sounds crazy, but I think tomorrow is a must win. So I want all the Devils fans, obviously, who are going to the game. I'll be there. Bring the energy. Bring it. I heard I heard it was so good and I'm so proud of all the Devils fans that you know just absolutely brought it. People were wild. It was getting good yeah. and it's a shame we didn't have anything to cheer about because people were shot out of a cannon. But um That's why it's a seven game series and not a one game playoff. So let's go out there and kick some Ranger ass tomorrow. 
My name is Billy Botch, and you are listening to The Trap Podcast with my boy, Big Tickle. Good luck to the New Jersey Devils. I will see you in Newark tomorrow night. Devils Rangers, game two. Let's go, Devils. Peace.